0: All right, we go Wednesday, hump day, as they call it. We do a podcast for you, this little thing down the Jersey Shores. Al, what's up, man? Oh, good morning, Jerry.
1: I don't know why I'm into this, uh, o- like e- examining the format of sports talk radio. Like, I've really been thinking about it a lot. Me too.
0: Like, That's funny you uh... say that. Me too. Yeah, like, I think about it a lot now, and, uh,
1: you know, I consume the afternoon show uh, most of the time. It's on in the background, so I do consume it differently than this one, and I try to think, like, how are people consuming sports talk radio, and how are people hearing it? Whether you're in your car, you're probably more tuned into it versus having it on the house or work in the background when you're doing other things, but I just, you know, thinking about these shows that do, you know, four hours in the morning, five hours in the afternoon. And it's such a delicate, that's such an enormous amount of time. Yeah. A day. Sure is. And yet there's this delicate balance of are you talking about things the majority of your audience would be interested in? And it's almost impossible to do that for the full four or five hours every day. Right. And what is that balance? And where does it. Because. We also know like a radio audience, for the most
0: part, is not listening to four hours. Right. Usually I think, the what's the number, like 18 minutes or 25 y- minutes is the Yeah, average?
1: 22 minutes maybe. It's yeah. like the old 10-10 uh, wins. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world right, because sure. that's what people were consuming, 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. And your 22 minutes might be talking about Sal getting a flat tire. Your 22 minutes might be uh, breaking down the Knicks game or your 22 minutes might be, um Mickey Calloway and the accusations against him right and it's such a w- tough thing because not everyone's going to be interested in everything right i just don't uh, i don't really have an answer for this uh, or or a, a full point to this, other than I feel like as a producer slash listener that I know what's not interesting. But I don't have a good answer for you to, to fill four or five hours always being interesting. I think for
0: me, I think you have to enjoy the person you're listening to. Yes. Um, you have to like the way they present things. I think you have to like the way they tell stories. And you have to be really engaged in that personality. Otherwise, I think you're the in and out type of listener. Like, I I, I always bring it back to Mike and Chris only because they were the first to do it. And as someone that listened to them every day, I enjoyed, I actually enjoyed the two bantering back and forth. I enjoyed, they were so different that I would listen to them talk about the Islanders for as long as I would talk, listen to them talk about the Yankees for as long as I would listen to them talk about the Oscars. Right. I just enjoyed them. And to me, the, the subject matter didn't matter all that much to me. If that, I, don't, I think that makes sense as a listener. Yeah, it does uh, make sense. That's why I always thought like, and that was my point always about guest
1: was like, you might be interested in hearing Mike and Chris talk about the islanders because you don't know how long they're going to be on it, and maybe they'll get right off it. But if they put a guest on, it would be more. Well, for
0: some now, for yeah. me, I'm the outlier in that one at least in this room because Mike and Chris's interviews were leg- Some of them were legendary. Like, you know, Mike and Chris with Daryl Strawberry was awesome. They would take shots at him. He would take shots back. Um, And I remember those. I remember, you know, Al Arbor hanging up on Chris, you know, and I don't mean like they listen, they would put some guests on that. It was an absolute turnoff and you couldn't wait to click the radio. I mean, they would put certain, you know, like here's one that Russo for years would. And it's because he was his friend. The guy Grant Napier out of Sacramento. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's coming on. all right. i'll I'll come back in fifteen minutes. But then they had other ones, like you enjoyed the way they did because it wasn't just boring question and answer that you knew they had a rapport with who they were talking to. And there was a lot of give and take and back and forth with it. So I agree. there were certain guests they'd put on, and it was an absolute automatic turnoff. Then there were others that were they were fun to listen to,
1: but I also think in Mike and Chris's era, there were clearly not as many sports talk stations, no or other shows. options. And they're, and the guests that they would have on, the guests weren't booked with 900 guest spots a week sure. like people are. Or like people would, like they would go on if you just called Daryl Strawberry, right? Like now Daryl would have to be promoting something. Oh, sure. Sure. Or, or getting, doing it as a paid spot. And he would also be booked on 12 other radio stations to also talk about this. That could know, certainly
0: be the case, yes.
1: So I think that that changed, too, with the guests, where instead of a a popular guest getting 15 requests when they did something newsworthy, they may have got a couple newspapers and then one radio show, Mike and Chris.
0: Yeah, it was different because they were really the only game. You know, it's funny because we had, um, what do you call it? I you know and I, I probably it didn't come out right, but when I said to to Boomer and, and Greg last week, and I made the comment about the Nets and the you know Nets fans aren't interested in what you guys have to say because of the way I think they've treated them over the last couple of years, and they're Nick fans. Right. And you know, G had a great point. He goes, "Yeah, well, you know, Russo hated the Yankees, and you listen to Mike and Chris all those days, or they would you know they would make fun of the Mets. And it took me a while to to realize he's right, but well, it was the only thing to listen to, right." There was no other sports talk. If I didn't listen, and I was a sports geek, if I didn't listen to Mike and Chris at 2 o'clock, even if it was about something I wasn't interested in, I had nothing to go to. It was either music or Mike and Chris, because I never got into the 1027 stuff, so I didn't know Ron the and Chris. guy Fizzle. talk. No, yeah, I never got into that, just like I never got into Stern. I really was a fan guy. Um, but there was there was no ESPN radio in 1993 to go listen to. It was Mike and Chris, and if you didn't like what they were talking about, you were kind of stuck listening anyway. Right. Different.
1: Right. You would ride it out. You'd be like, oh, yes. I have no interest in this hockey guest, but I hope he's gone in ten minutes. I'll Absolutely. You know
0: How many Mark Messier interviews I listened through? <laughs> it's true. Very true. Different. Yeah, it's
1: interesting. Very interesting. Like I was listening, and and this really. Well first when you look at Twitter and you like I look at the show account only during the show. I sure. actually I don't look at the show account outside of these 4 hours. Okay. Um I certainly look at my own account, but the show account it's it's a lot of times it's people saying I don't care about this or I don't care about but that's because their timing was that's when they tuned in, yeah. but there's no way in a mass medium you're going to hit on something that everybody likes all of the time, and I just wonder what the balance is. Like yesterday, I had on uh, Carton and Roberts, and they spent a lot of time talking about high school sports coming back. To me, I don't have a high school kid. I don't care. And it became a turnoff for me yesterday.
0: Yeah. Well, that was also high school sports in New York City, right? Right. Right, high school sports. Right. Well,
1: they they did tie into the other ones, so they're like, oh, if it's come live if it's coming back in Jersey, then right. But it's also that where I'm like, mm, don't care. Or, you know, how is it for somebody who if there's a big Mets controversy, like something happens with Noah Syndergaard and that gets talked about for four hours? If you're a Yankee fan, you might not give two crabs about Noah Syndergaard. Exactly right, and that's half the people. Yeah. And in some cases, could be more. So it's weird because I feel like, as a producer, you should say, this is boring, move on. But I'm then using my tastes as well to say that. True. Which, um, and mine or yours are different. Right. And I also can can pick apart, whether it's the morning show or the afternoon show, and say, stop in my head, stop talking about this, this stinks, move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure I can give you a talk about
0: this instead. Everyone's interested in this. It's like you can diagnose. For four the, hours. You can diagnose the problem. You have no answer, though.
1: I can tell you what I think sucks. Right. I can't tell you
0: <laughs> what to replace it with. Yeah, it's hard. It's re- I'm telling you right now, when I do these shows, and especially, so when G's here, I don't have to worry about it. I show up and I react to him. I mean, that's just the right. way it is. And it's, it's mindless for me. Because it's it's his first of all it's his show number one number two I'm I feel like I'm here to assist him for four hours yes um, when I'm in here and they're both out which is actually rare uh, or when I guess Boomer lets me do it too right. it's like I stress out over it yes like then the no even and even with Sal I like I feel like I could work with Sal anytime anywhere any day but. That having been said, if I said I wasn't thinking about how the hell am I getting through four hours tomorrow the last two days, I'd be lying. Because even with Sal, you know, you still have to come up with subject matter that is somewhat interesting. And I think there were parts of today and yesterday that were really good. I think there were parts of today and yesterday that you'd burn the tape that were awful. And I think there were parts that were passable. And that's
1: uh, it's funny. So when Sal came in, he probably was thinking like, mm, "Jerry's got this." As far as the lead
0: goes, because this is
1: this is definitely more Jerry's show than my show.
0: Yes. Now that's right? that's the role of when I say I, I'm here with Joe. Yes, absolutely. It's it's like all right. So the first show we did together, for instance, was back. I don't know why. I actually thought it was um, what do you, you call and it? Sal? Uh, yeah, I thought me and Sal did shows in the summer. It turns out it was around the holidays. My bad on that. So it was around the holidays. And he called me the day before our first one, like not in a panic, but very curious. What do I have to do? How are we going to do? What are the segments going to be? I said, dude, relax, just show up at five 30. We'll be good. And he's like, okay, but how I'm like, I got it. Don't worry about it. We'll I'll figure it out. Now it's, he just shows up because he sees how we do it and it's, you right. know, we get through it and it's fine. And you know, we've got the topics from you and I certainly go and try and research my own stuff as well. So we don't run out of material, but it's yes, he walked in first of all in a panic. And I thought that you know what happened today with the tire for him made the first hour a breeze because he had a yes, lot. Yes, I loved it. Yes, he had a lot to get off his chest. There was a lot going on there. Plus, you got LaPresti in the middle of it, and then you knew people wanted to call about changing the tire. I'm like, wow, this hour is over before it starts, right? And
1: that to me is a topic that everyone can relate to. Yes. you don't have to have a kid in Little League, you don't have to own a dog. You, don't, you know what I mean? Like yes, 100%. It, it, we all have a
0: car, and we all panic about getting a flat tire. Yeah. I think you can always talk about health, maintenance, vehicle. I mean, you know, life, I think you can always talk about, but you can't force it. Like, that's the one thing that's, that to me is the balance. Like, you can't just come out of a break and be like, you know, I burned my eggs this morning. It's just like, it's got to fit, and there's got to be a reason for why you're bringing it up. Right. It's right, it a very interesting conversation. It. it is.
1: And and you also can't, like, they do radio ratings. Like, when we get the radio ratings, we get them a couple weeks later, first of all. Mm-hmm. And they're broken down into 15-minute increments. And you can't even study that thing to know what's good and what's bad. Other than, for me, the only thing I was ever able to look at was putting a guest on. And that I would see, for a lot of it, either the ratings... Stayed the same, where they were less than just Boomer and Geo or Boomer and Carton talking. Right. But it's very hard to do anything else with the ratings to go, oh, uh, Nick's talk is good, Nets' talk is not good. You can't, you don't know. There's no rhyme or reason a lot of times for what that 15 minutes was. Right. because you, I, we could go back and look at the show logs. You know, Bobby Dwyer takes very detailed show logs, so I can look on, you know, February third and see what we did from eight to eight fifteen, and I can also look at what the rating was for it. But you can't be to- you can't learn anything from it.
0: No, because sometimes, and I know this has happened, you'll go back and you'll see a terrible rating, and then you'll look at the sheet and be like, "Wait a minute, that was a great segment,"
1: right? Or vice versa. Yeah, be like, what a terrible segment, and then it was like you huge did a fifteen ratings. share. To,
0: uh, it, it it doesn't
1: make any sense. So it's such a struggle yeah. to listen to something and say more of this or less of this. It I don't know how, you know, other than going completely with your gut, but your gut is going to be based on what you personally like. So like sure. what Mark Chernoff personally likes, what I like, what you like, yeah. what Craig likes.
0: And what I like is not what you like. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's so interesting. I will tell you, you know, even today. So, and, and I think everything we did happened relatively organically. I don't feel like I forced too much. Um, I I don't feel that way anyway, but like I said to Sal and I was at nine o'clock, I forget what time it was on one of the breaks. I said to him, I said, do you really like doing this? Like if you were doing four hours a day, every day, like, is this enjoyable to you? And he looked at me. I said, because I got to be honest with you. Like, I like you being here. And I do have fun. And when we have fun topics, it's a blast. I said, and when Alan and Eddie are involved, to me, it's more fun. Um, I said, but I don't want to talk about the Knicks again. Like, we discussed it already. And this goes to your point. That if you listened at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, whatever, you heard our Nick talk, but then we didn't talk about it for two hours. I was like, I don't want to do it again. There's nothing to say. I don't want to talk about the Nets again. I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson for the 700th day. There's nothing new to discuss. I said, like, being a talk show host, like, people don't get it. It's, yes, it's great work. You make good money. I am. But, man, it's monotonous sometimes. Right, because, and this
1: is my favorite when this happens, when you look on Twitter or when I was screening the phone calls, maybe uh, from 6 to 6.40, maybe Boomer and Geo talked about Deshaun Watson to the Jets. Right. Then you go to the break, come out of the break, start talking about the Knicks, and I'd get a call on Twitter go, no mention of Deshaun Watson and the Jets? What are you guys doing over there? Like, yeah. dude, we just spent 40 minutes. Oh, I just turned it on. Yeah, happens all the time. It's it just, in this day and age, it's a weird concept that, you know on, we're in like kind of an on demand world now mm-hmm. where you think people turn something on from start to finish at the start and i even think it's funny when shows that we do it warm up show and and the regular we have a show open that's only a show open for your audience who's there at 6am right not a, if i if i get in
0: my car at 6:25 i don't get a show open you missed all the big stories like the big story stuff in the right. open
1: yeah, and I used to say that um, more so with with Boomer and Carton because Craig would get off of sports relatively quickly. When people would say, oh, you know, a listener, I go, when do you listen? They'd be like, oh, from like six to seven. I go, oh, you get a sports show. Right. And somebody goes, I listen from 8.30 to 9.30. I'm like, oh, you get no sports in your... You're getting entertainment. Right. <laughs> or whatever's be- on Craig's mind. Right, because... D- different times it's a different show yeah because we all have this like what are you going to open with what do-? that doesn't mean anything not at all it's it's a ra- every listener
0: is dropping in at a random time yeah it is it's a it's a great conversation it's a great study and you're right there's really no i'll give you a question that i that goes through my mind all the time and i don't think this is a bad thing i just think it's something that i do ponder what are we as a station Right. So, you know, you got a mix of sports and entertainment in the morning. I think that's fair. You're really all sports then from 10 to 2 leading into a show that starts out as all sports that quickly is off the rails into 17 different directions, as we know, which I think is fun. And then you got games on at night with a hardcore sports guy in gambling in JJ and I sit there and I, and then, you know, you had Steve overnight. And then on the weekends, it's all hardcore sports. And then I sit there and say like, all right, so what should we be doing? Right. Even the,
1: like Cartner Roberts at five o'clock, they play us, they play a special song to reset. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, I think that's more mentally for them to go, we're halfway there. Don't lose steam. But. Is there a new audience right at 5 o'clock? No. Some people get off work at 4, some 3.30, oh, some now, 4.30. The now four, these days? And now, exactly, now who the hell knows? Right. I like it as I feel like it energizes them to regroup at 5 o'clock. And right. They're like, okay, we went off the rails a little bit. Let's settle back in, and then we'll get back to being off the rails. hmm But I don't think it's anything for an audience going. You know, Fred Flintstone, the 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 crow uh, makes a noise
0: and that means he's off of work. Five (laughs) o'clock whistle. Not anymore. It used to be like that. Not anymore. Not at all. I mean, there's traffic everywhere at all times of the day. Correct. Right. (laughs) Two p.m. Right. Musa Maggie. They've got people sitting
1: in traffic at eleven a.m. everywhere listening
0: to the show. Yeah. No question. It's interesting, it really is. It is, yeah.
1: That's why I mean, like somebody who's—I I, I feel like—you um, would have to clearly cut salaries in half. But I would do two-hour
0: shows. I think, just would, and that's fine. I—I I actually believe three is the perfect number. Yeah, I think five is nuts. Five. That is, sounds it. F- how about Mike was doing five and a half by, by himself? himself? I know. That's insanity. I know. I remember. I used to remember days he'd come in at one o'clock. I'm like, this poor bastard's <laughs> going to still be on, and I'm have eaten dinner already. Right, like good lord, yeah. Five hours to me is long. Four to me feels long now. Three, yeah. The last hour right. is always long. Right. Three to me, by to me, a morning show that goes six to nine. Part because most people, while the workday is different, most people are at work by nine nine thirty. Right. You know, you feel like at a quarter to ten. Like I don't know. Six and all to the music,
1: all the music stations by eight thirty or nine go commercial free until like noon. Because they or can something crazy. Because yeah. they can, yeah. So then you're competing with that too the the office
0: right, I would think the, the office go, listener you go every three hours. that's what I would do, yeah, but
1: so but how I'm many not... shows would we need six to nine, nine well, to twelve, twelve yeah. to three, three to six, and a
0: game mixed in, so you need seven shows in a game,
1: so you really need four shows total
0: four'm I'm, seven
1: I'm just taking it to uh like six
0: o'clock at night, oh okay, I got gotcha. you if you're going six to six, yes. Four shows. Six
1: to six. I need four shows. What do we have now? Three. We need one more. We
0: need to add a show in there. Yeah, Al and Jerry. Well, we're on from five to six.
1: Well, we would have to expand that. Boomer and Geo would have to be six to nine. Moose and Maggie or us nine to noon. So we go then, nine
0: to noon. Moose and Maggie go noon to three, and Carter or and vice versa, or whatever seven. they like. Yeah, you could do that.
1: <laughs>
0: it's funny. It's like I said for the hundredth time. To me, it's a very interesting conversation yeah. that really has no end or answer.
1: Right, and and I was just thinking of this. You know, I'm I'm getting into my this week Friday's my 20th anniversary in New York, mm-hmm. and I still don't have the
0: answers. No one does. It's, it's
1: a mysterious. This radio is a mysterious woman, Jerry. It's
0: an interesting way to put it. Good luck it's navigating mys- around your woman.
1: A, it's a mysterious uh, mistress.
0: Okay, it's radio. I call her Vanessa. <laughs> you call your radio Vanessa. Actually, the thing that um, I emailed you, uh, that I texted you a few weeks ago, I call her Vanessa.
1: What did you uh, text me? Refresh my memory. That my
0: friend sent me. Remember? Hmm. <laughs> you don't Let's remember, just, do you? Let me
1: get your text message. I'm we'll scrolling. Gotta go back
0: it. about. Uh, I think it was Super Bowl Sunday, I believe. Super Bowl Sunday. Well, yeah. we don't text all that often, so we don't. To, it was the photo I texted to, you. Well, okay. You
1: did send me uh, bananas that were yellow in a store. That was a Dearborn just the other day. Because I was complaining that I can only get green bananas in my supermarket. Yes. But you sent me that you have. Uh, then I sent you, okay. Then I sent you all these live reads, Jerry. Then I sent you Nereva, the brain yes. vitamin that I was brought up, which I'm still taking, by the way. Nice. I don't know if it's helping yet, but they did say give us 30 days and I've not given them 30 days yet. You're to judge. good. I've noticed the sharpness S- to you. Still scrolling. Jerry's still scrolling. Got to get to February mm-hmm. 7th, I think, was Super Bowl okay, Sunday. Okay, I'm on February right? 9th. Uh, there's a picture of Sal's wife uh, pregnant because yes, right. I was panicked that I said she was pregnant when she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Scrolling back. Uh, <laughs> Who's this gal?
0: It was not a gal.
1: Okay. Okay. Go on, Keep scrolling. There's some more live reads. I'm at February second now. No,
0: then you must have deleted it. Then
1: I know I no, texted I it to you. I would have deleted it. You texted me a, a photo.
0: Yeah. Oh no, it was the championship games. I'm sorry, it was not oh. the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. Right, I'm sorry. On, Let me scroll back. My fault. We're almost done, Eddie. I'm sorry. We're gonna edit
1: this out, so don't worry about it. I'm just kidding. We right that nothing out. You can bail whenever you want because we've already got pay- we've already got uh, uh, credit for you listening to this. There podcast. you go. <laughs> oh, there it is, Jerry.
0: Yeah, that's Vanessa. The-
1: the Realistic Pocket. Uh, now,
0: relax. Let's not say anything else. <laughs> we'll just leave it there.
1: <laughs> you said just got this uh, for as a Christmas gift.
0: <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> Do you still own this? Own it? Yes. Have you used it? No. Right, but it's still somewhere in your home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figure you never know one day. Never, never know, Jerry. You exactly. never know. You never know. If you want one, I can get you one. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Jerry, why
1: don't you say we run the warm-up show back here, and you'll be back tomorrow. Everyone in the normal spots, Boomer, Geo back, uh, me, Eddie, Jerry, Bobby Dwyer, all in our regular seats. We'll see you tomorrow. The warm-up is right now, though. All right, Jerry? Right on.
0: Sewell! Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright: Can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow! Well, wow, you weren't kidding. You were, you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Good morning, campers. Alan, Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Actually, it's quite good. A couple of minutes after 5 o'clock, Wednesday morning, coming to you live from New York City. Myself, the Eddie Scazzeri. And the old man by the sea, down in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, we find the guy who stares at women in bikinis with his binoculars through his window in his condo across from the Atlantic Ocean. His name is Albert James Dukes. What's up, Al? Good morning,
1: Jerry. And uh, that's not true. Not yet. I just got <laughs> the yet. binoculars, and no one's been in a bikini yet. So we don't know that <laughs> I'm going to do I'll that. I'll give we you time, though.
0: I'll give you time. We don't. We don't know what I'm using these binoculars for. Probably uh, whale well, watching. You're not watching whales. I we have a problem though. I don't know if you'd mm-hmm. like to start with a problem or. Oh, you I love start... a, oh, I love problems, Jerry. Now, my, part of the problem is my problem with people like you. All right. What is an issue that I have had with you when we commuted in that has bothered me? Something you've never taken the time to learn how to do fix a flat tire oh fix a flat tire Ooh, now number one answer if you know how to fix a flat tire al what happens if you get a flat tire what can you do
1: you fix it jerry you jack the car up and you pull the tire off you put the new one on you go on your merry way
0: right and then what wouldn't you have to do you wouldn't have to sit there and wait for someone to come help you correct a correct our boy salicott is somewhere on the side of the road on his way in <laughs> <laughs> with a flat tire i just got the text about five minutes ago i would like to read to you one text that i where I'm does he in. live first of all jerry like how where, I, where are I'm we talking way out in long island oh he's a long island now guy. i don't think he's as far as g he's not but he's out no there. one's as far
1: geo is at the tip of uh the forest far east tip of long island he's, he's far he's right off the edge of the cliff
0: now uh this is what i get from sal quote got a flat trying to get there asap. No idea how to change. This is where it gets embarrassing. Wife coming. Oh no. His wife is 8 months pregnant. <laughs> what in the hell is she going to she do? She's going to jack up the car, Jerry. No, she she's going to take those
1: she's going to no. take those lug nuts off. She's going to teach that a lesson. He's going to put the uh, the new she's going to put the new tire on.
0: Then she's going to go now go to work. I responded I can talk you through it if you want, to which I got crickets. Yeah, he's like, mm, pass. Well, if yes. Well, if there's anybody anybody listening who sees Holy a bald molly. man, no. not, not Al Dukes, by the side of the road, just looking uh, pathetic, oh. probably in his car with a flat tire. Maybe uh, give him a hand so uh, oh, we can have a show. This is the only unreal. thing
1: worse. The only thing worse than getting a flat tire in the what is essentially the middle of the night or when it's dark is some rando stranger I stopping agree. to help because yeah, that could be that. a
0: murderer. You don't want that, right? That you could watch be the too I- many of these shows. We don't. need yes.
1: this. there's a Long Island serial killer that oh, was never
0: caught. Unbelievable. I mean, his dad was a mechanic. Yeah, but there's and he just never learned how to. It's not brain surgery, like legit. It's a couple of lug nuts. You jack the thing up, you take the tire off, you put the other one on, you put the screws back on. It's not that hard.
1: Here's a couple things. One, as I've mentioned before, it is not clear where you're supposed to jack the car up. It's not. There's not like a clear it's jack not, here. It's not,
0: but it's not, I promise you, it's actually not that hard to figure out.
1: Then the other thing that's very difficult for guys like me and Sal to contemplate is that when we go get our tires changed at like an auto place, they use this super powerful tool that goes, Vee, yes Vee that so our thought um I'm putting this in Sal's head because it's my thought and I think we think similarly is that there is no way there we is have a way. the wait hold on there is no way we have the strength to there is I know a way. I know taking it off you know you step on it you jump on it that's right. it, but tightening it but Darth, you don't
0: need the gun, though, Al. You our fear would be with, that
1: no. we'll be driving, and our wheel Your that we wheel just put is on is going to roll off. right off. It's going to pop not right off, pop Jerry. Off. You're you You don't have the strength.
0: You tighten the lug nut as much as you can, mm-hmm. and the tire's not going anywhere. I mm-hmm. promise you it's not.
1: Especially when you're going, like, 70 oh, miles per on. hour. Imagine that wheel just goes you know flying I think?
0: off. I think you just don't want to. No,
1: no, I want to,
0: Jerry. No, you I don't want to be a man. No, you don't. So does Sal. No, he doesn't. We don't I went to his be... apartment complex and he watched me change it.
1: We don't want to be uh, non manly. We no. want to be manly. This but we is just bad. don't have. And also, you mentioned that Sal's father was a mechanic. You know, sometimes, like growing up, like if your dad likes the Giants, you're either going to like the Giants or their mortal enemy. That's just the way fathers and sons do No go. doubt. So when your dad is a mechanic, the way to go opposite is not be able to fix a flat.
0: I'm not hold on. I'm not saying he needs to replace engines, or I, that we're not going that far, but a couple of basic things so that when you're on the side of the road at 4:50 in the morning for a <laughs> job gosh. that when I tell you he's excited to come into to yeah. do this to fill in for Boomer and Geo, like he couldn't wait the other day. Texting love, back and forth with him. Now would, when's he going to be here? 7:30.
1: I would love to know when he realized and what his thought process was. Oh, I can tell you. Like I needed to, I need a walkthrough when he yeah, gets
0: here. here. here's how here's how it goes. First of all, that stupid little yellow light pops up on the on the dashboard. <sighs> then all of a sudden, you hear the dump, the dump, the oh and then God. you hear oh bleep.
1: <laughs> when that light pops up, I am in full panic mode. When oh. the tire pressure light comes on,
0: mm-hmm. well aware. Good Lord. Yeah, like, oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, when I had that Chevy back in the day and that tire light went on, now that car I had, you could watch the tire pressure. And I went to it to say, oh, maybe I got a nail. Maybe it's a slow leak. It's down to, you know, 26, 27. And then I'm watching it 25, 24, 22, 20. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. that, this tire is going flat. That's That to me is disturbing.
1: You had a Chevy, you said. That was, I, the, I bet, yeah. that was the Chevy you took to the levee when the levee was dry. <laughs> I remember it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of rhyming music, did you see Dolly Parton yesterday? I know we got to talk sports one, and the Knicks lost. Um, did you see the Dolly Parton video about the vaccine and the little song she did?
1: No, I heard she she was uh, touting the vaccine. She got the vaccine. She, did. she should she get the vaccine, this sort of thing. I didn't realize she did a song.
0: She did. So just like a little line. And listen, if you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you don't, don't. I don't care. I'm, I'm not giving an opinion on this because I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. But I did find this funny. So she sings, I probably should have recorded it. She sings, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Oh. I'm begging you to please not hesitate. Vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Because once you're dead, it's too late.
1: (laughs) Oh, she was doing a song parody to her own song, Jolene.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. I like it. Is that what it it is? Yeah. I thought that was funny. I don't know that song. Jolene, hmm. Jolene, Jolene? Yeah, oh, it's a it's a classic country song, Jerry. Yes.
1: Uh you mentioned, yep, the Knicks lost last night. Uh what's going on uh with this Austin Rivers fella? He's uh, he not play. I don't know. He's riding the bench again.
0: I don't know. Like he's he's he is so far gone that the Knicks were down two players last night and he doesn't move. I you know, Alfred they is still yeah. hurt. Derek Rose had a COVID issue. Um, you you start Neil Akina, that's fine. But Austin Rivers doesn't – I don't know. fibs yeah. said it was something – one quote I did say was he's got to work harder.
1: Yeah. Then they asked him about like an ankle injury, and he's like, yeah. They made it seem like he did have like an ankle issue, but that's not really the reason he's not playing he, no. the
0: work harder I got to be honest with you. So earlier in the season, he had a couple of big games. And, you know, I don't watch the Knicks every night. If the Knicks and Nets are on, oh, I'm do. watching the net game. You have not watched the Nick game since you were 17. Stop. Um, watch the insanity a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I Everybody did. Um, I, but I would say having not really followed them every single game, but they've been winning, there was no reason to really question anything. Last night's a weird one, not because they lost, but because of where their personnel was. And it's almost like you forget that he's not around, and it's like, oh, well, Rose is out and, and Peyton's out. Oh, maybe you'll see him. No, not going to see him. Yeah, I don't know. I get one story I read is uh, said they're looking to trade him. So I don't know—is this a situation like Andre Drummond, where all of a sudden we're not going to play a guy because you're looking to trade him? I have no idea. And you don't want to injure him, I I, I guess. And James Harden, Jerry, he returns to Houston tonight. Yeah, I like this. I hope they treat me with love. You mean the way you disrespected them on the way out the door? (laughs) Yeah, he wants some
1: love. He wants you to show some love. I don't know. You know, I know Texas uh, just uh, start starting today. Texas Texas is a state is wide open no yeah, Texas masks. And Mississippi uh, I I'm, I guess Florida I don't know I feel like Florida was no, never
0: no I, I don't know about that I just know I know Abbott came out and said we are 100% open um, and the mask mandate is over and I think Mississippi made the same announcement Florida I, I don't know what the deal is in Florida because watching the baseball games you still see people in masks Um, but it's definitely a little looser but I don't know I'm not sure
1: Yeah, Texas is wide open. Greg Popovich, Jerry, not happy about it. He ripped the Texas governor saying he was ignorant.
0: It might be. I I actually said to my son yesterday when I saw this, I said, well, this is going to be, this will tell us a lot in the next couple of weeks, I would think.
1: I'm curious, like, with the amount of people that are allowed to go to NBA games and football games, is that based on the state or is that based, like, does the NBA have a policy or can the Houston Rockets sell out no, their arena tonight?
0: No, I don't know if they can sell out. I think it's a you know it's a great question. If they're 100% yeah. open, maybe they can. I know they've been operating. So, like, New Jersey, as you know, on Monday, started allowing, what was it, 10 or 15%? I forget what the number. 15% outdoor, 10% inside in attendance. So the, the Devils last night for their game against the Islanders for the first time this season had fans. They had 1,800 fans, so it was 10% of the 18,000. The Rockets, now I don't know the last couple of games, but I know the Rockets started the season with, I think, the highest capacity in the NBA at 25%. I don't know if Dallas did the same thing. I know the Jazz were at 20%, I think, and then other arenas had nobody. So I don't know if it's an NBA guideline or a state guideline. I'm not sure of that. But you do have, like, I know the Sixers announced, uh, Philadelphia announced that they will have, I think, for for the Phillies, their first 19 home games, they announced 25 or 30% capacity. So they're going to have upwards of, I think it was 9,000 fans, they said. So I think it's different state to state. I don't know how much authority the league has in terms of fan attendance. I'm not sure.
1: I'm um, looking here now. They're they're currently allowing forty five hundred fans in.
0: That's who? The Rockets? The Rockets. Right. So that's twenty-five percent. Yeah, twenty-five percent.
1: At the Toyota Center, Jerry, in yes. Houston. Now their
0: last game, think about this. I mean, and they've been terrible, so you understand it. But at the same time, if you have a bad NBA team, how many fans do you think you get on a I forget pandemic, a normal season, normal night, bad team? How many fans go to a game? Just to in guess the NBA? what would you say? Yeah. Like, let's go Nets uh, when they were terrible at, in the Meadowlands before Jason Kidd arrived. 10,000. Right. I would say that's probably, you know, I would say somewhere nine, 10,000, probably half the building. The Rockets, if I read it correctly, are allowing upwards of 4,500, and you're capped at that number. You would think easy to sell out, wouldn't you? Yes, I would think so. Their game the other night only got three 3,000 fans. Hmm. Like, you can't sell out 25%. Per- that's why when we were talking about the Marlins saying they're going to allow 25% capacity, and the jokes were, well, that's a sellout for them in a normal year. Right. You know, it will look no different. It won't look any different. And you wonder, will they get 9,000 fans in? I don't know that they will. So the Rockets are well, going that, but no.
1: And if you're going tonight and you're in Houston, please show love to James Harden. That's what
0: he's hoping for. That's what he wants. You know when they'll show love to James Harden? When he is retired and he goes into the Hall of Fame or they retire his number in Houston, that's when they will show love again for James Arthur. Well, he, right. he did um, donate. I know he did. I'm well aware. The, uh, but, you know, he Houston. also disrespected the hell out oh, of that 100%. organization and his teammates on the way out the door. Yeah, he did. So, they say
1: this, time heals all wounds. Right.
0: And I agree. And I think in five years, that will be the case. Right now, if he got booed tonight, and I know he, his restaurant gave out 3,000 meals and— I'm aware he's done a lot of good things for that city, but at the end of the day, you kind of wind your way out of the city.
1: I think you got to boo him just for fun, even you could like do that. Even if like you appreciate that his restaurant is giving out uh, meals, this sort of thing, it's still fun to boo somebody who left your team. Agreed. Even if you don't mean it in a mean way, it's still in a fun way. Let's. This is what sports is about. You boo the opposing player, especially if they left your city.
0: Did you see? Um the other day in spring training, the Yankee fans were booing um, the wrong Guriel. So, Uli, Uli, was it Yuli Guriel? Was the one on the Astros, and this is Lourdes Guriel, his brother. And they were booing him and calling him a cheater because they didn't realize it was the wrong guy.
1: <laughs> he, did he get on the PA? Ladies and gentlemen, I am the wrong Guriel.
0: I'm not sure if he got on the PA or not, but I do know he mentioned somewhere on social media that they got the wrong brother. <laughs> You're booing the wrong Guriel. Like he did nothing wrong. Pretty right. funny. Uh, and then I also noticed, I, I don't know if you had it on the show sheet or not. Did you watch any of the Met game yesterday? I did not. So I, I actually watched this, and there's you know, some funny moments from Steve Gelbs talking about his house basically exploding. <laughs> not that. Steve but Gelbs' house? Like, not explode. Like, he bought a new house, and then he was talking about how, like, three or four days after he moved in, you know, they found a leak in the roof. He had to replace the roof, and this happened, and he's like, I'm broke. I moved in three days ago. But the game starts, and McCann, I don't know if this was yesterday, Yeah, I guess it was yesterday uh, because it was Stroman pitching. He throws the first pitch of the game or the second pitch of the game, and McCann misses it. And Ron Darling's like, I thought this guy could catch.
1: (laughs) Missed the fastball right down the middle.
0: Well, it was a little high, but it was pretty funny, actually. So, anyway. A
1: a couple quick things here, Jerry. Uh, Mike Dingman says Texas starts being open 100% on March 10th, so not today, next Wednesday. All right. Uh, Then it says uh, this Arthur Martinez says, "I, I even know how to change carburetors. Nice. And, I do uh, not. Johnny Roast Beef, if your name is Sal Licata from New York and you can't change a tire, you got to turn in your pasta bowl.
0: That's racist. <laughs> I, I won't think, stand for it on this program. I don't think program. that's racist, but okay. That having been not said, show, Jerry. where in the world is Sal? That's what we need to know because he's not responding to me now. So I think he, I know Sal and, and Eddie knows Sal. He is probably about to blow a mental gasket. Ask Sal if he could share his location with us I so tried. we know where he is at all times. He is not. Re- I guess my snarky comment about, um, what is your wife going to do? She's pregnant, um, has not gone over well because he's not responded since then. So. Plus, Jerry, you don't have an iPhone, so you can't share locations with me and Sal. I'm not sharing locations with anybody. I wouldn't put that on. Well, are yeah, you out of your mind?
1: I share a location with Gina, my two sisters, and my mother. Why is that? I'd like she to see where they are. Are you cheating on her? No, I like to see where they are. They like to see where I am. Is that fun. creepy? No, it's kind of fun. Like sometimes if I go to call my mother and she's not home, I'll be like she doesn't answer. I go, let You're me see if You're looking
0: to find out where your mom is?
1: Well, cuz then I know there's no trouble. Like if I'm calling the house and and her she's located in the house and she's not picking up, I get nervous.
0: What percentage of people but do if you I think see she's at the Ruby Tuesday on a daily basis? <laughs> not many. How many how many citizens in the Tri-State area citizens? do you think there are? Would you oh, say I know Any? there's
1: I know there's 14 million people in the tri-state area. I know that from Out a radio audience. How many of 14
0: million? How many do you think get into trouble every day? One you million. Mean percentage. One million. Yes. How about like one million people? One one thousandth of one percent. <laughs> <laughs> and you're worried that they're in trouble. And I'm just curious, what beautiful suburb does your mom live in, where all this I, trouble I,
1: happens? <laughs> Well, there's no trouble in her somewhere, right. but you never know.
0: <laughs> All right, 20 after five, just getting started. And who knows? Al might be with me until eight o'clock. Not sure. What? We'll see if Sal. Well, I mean, you'll be here anyway. You just might have to sure will. turn your camera on and you and join me. I don't know. Uh, we're trying to get Sal in. He is working on the flat tire. We'll see what happens. A lot more to do. Warm up show till six on the fan. Al and Jerry, number one with Meatheads in the gym. Gorilla Radio. Lights out. 25 after 5. Where in the world is Sal Akata? No idea. He's gone dark on me. I cannot find him. He doesn't really? respond to anything. Yeah, I don't know. Who? For all I know, he's underneath the car trying to lift the thing up with his, with his arms. I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah, sometimes
1: but. they say like the adrenaline will get going if you if you're stuck in a weird spot. He might be able to lift that car up on his own. He Does might, he have a
0: heavy car, Jerry? But then what is he gonna do? I don't know what he drives these days. He used to have a, a nice he had a cool Saturn actually back in the day, but I'm talking oh. ten years ago. I don't know what he drives now. I have no idea.
1: No one had a cooler Saturn than me, Jerry. Four door teal.
0: So So you had a teal Saturn <laughs> and then you had a mint green truck? Did you have a weird color truck too?
1: No, I had a red truck.
0: Oh, it was red. I thought and it was I green. Then I had an
1: orange car.
0: So I've both owned an orange car
1: and a teal car in my time. A, a big dolphin. Uh, if they were parked next to each other, it would look teal. like the dolphins. That was a hot color in uh, nineteen ninety-two,
0: 1990... yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I guess
1: for a very short time. Very short time. Wow. Okay. Well, you it's, know, it's weird when you see a Saturn on the road now because they've been.
0: They've been, gone. Well, how about, They've been gone for years. How about the Hugo? Have you ever seen? When was the last the time you Hugo. saw one of those? Long time. That's a long time ago. It's cool even seeing
1: like an old like, Honda Civic, an old, old one. You're like, what is that? Well, and I like look, it's like an the,
0: Acura or a Civic. I like the old Firebirds or the old Camaros. Yeah. And there's not many of them around, but they're still around. I mean, a car from the 70s or 80s. Yes. You still see them. Or how about, this always fascinates me too. When you see like a truck from the 50s. That is still on the road and operating. It's like yeah, I don't understand you, that. That is well built. Yeah, or any of the like the
1: cars from the 1950s. Incredible. Driving like what? Were you ever a car show guy? Uh, my dad would occasion. I would occasionally go. Uh, there'd be one like you know in a local parking lot.
0: I would, we would go because my dad likes old cars. Yeah, and they got the music rolling. Yeah, it is fun. I mean, it, at the end of the day, all you're doing is looking at a car, but bunch of
1: old neat. dudes talking about their engines and
0: Hemi's. Yeah, but it's fun. It's something to do. I always thought that was cool to do once in a while, and I also thought it would be cool, but I've never, I never got the motorcycle to be in like a group, you know, where you're you know, biking yeah. down the shore. You know, it's like thirty motorcycle. Here comes yeah. the parade of motorcycle. That'd be kind of neat to do, right? Because no one's messing with a bunch of dudes on motorcycles. That is true. You don't usually find that. That is true.
1: Jordan Montgomery, Jerry, he's a pitcher with the Yankees. He says he receives. <laughs> Yes, he receives pep talk text messages from both Andy Pettit and Cece Sabathia. Well, that's good. I'm giving Sal pep talk text messages right now. Get your ass in here. <laughs> <laughs> I would never think to send a nice pep talk message to somebody.
0: Why you didn't text Sal before? Uh, I didn't text show? Sal. It's, I don't. But text, you asked for uh, his number. I I I, you were, I, that's number. What I thought you were going to do Monday night. Sal, um, you got to no. get a good night's sleep. Come in fired up, and we <laughs> want to hear the best of Sal.
1: Uh, no, I actually, I, I texted Sal to get his email so I could send him the show sheet.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But originally, the, the phone number I had in my phone for Sal, I texted, and someone just wrote back wrong number. <laughs> but I <laughs> gave out. you the number. No, no, this was prior. I had one oh, in my phone that said Sal Lakata. I got it. So, but yeah, I never like I like you would like I don't send a nice pep talk to Tommy, fellow producer. Like you would think I would send
0: uh Well, I don't think you have to send a pep talk to Tommy. I would nice think more message. the show you're doing, wouldn't you think?
1: I feel like on a sometimes when I used to get drunk at the pizza place on Friday nights, I would <laughs> I would send moose sometimes. Um
0: why would moose come into your mind on a I don't know Friday why,
1: night? I don't know why, like when I was drunk I would tell Gina about how we would sometimes talk about my work, and I would I'd, I'd tell her how, some, how I used to love the Moose show that was Sunday night into Monday morning. Yes, because he, he was disgusted working with the callers. You could just tell he hated the callers, and he was getting terrible callers, and I loved that. Like, that came through in a such a enjoyable listen way.
0: Right, like you're listening to it, and you know what's going through his mind oh. is, I'm better than this. Right. Why am I here? <laughs> Talking to Hugh. <laughs> and
1: why at 3 a.m. Right. are you wondering about a random trade that's
0: never going to happen? Right. On a football Monday, Moose oh. takes the call. Mike in Milltown, you're next up on the fan. What do you think about the Clippers this year? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be
1: like, I, I I, don't know. I don't know about the Clippers. That's true. So,
0: I really, so sometimes
1: when I would have some beers in me on a Friday night, I would start to reminisce about those moose shows
0: and I would text, I would send them nice text messages. How many times have you woke up the next morning, looked at your phone and was like, ugh, uh, like after a, a night of, of, and I know you haven't had many nights where you've drank a lot anymore. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been. But a you time. have had, you know, back in the day you yeah. did. Oh yeah. And, and when text messaging was, po- was, you know, became popular, did you ever have one of those mornings where you looked back and was like, oh my God.
1: Uh, I had some mornings where I thought, let me look at my text messages and and I was normally pretty good.
0: Okay. So you never had that regret the next day of, yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah. When I, yeah, I guess when I'm, when I would drink, I wouldn't think to text on my phone, which is good. So you're
0: smarter than most.
1: Yes, other than uh, pep talks to Moose about how great his, his <laughs> Sunday night into Monday show was with the terrible callers.
0: I like the fact that Moose is on your mind, the Friday night down the shore at a pizza place after I don't a couple know of why. beers.
1: I don't, right, why? I would just, I could just picture it even now, him taking the call, the dead air in between the question and him like, do I really have to answer this?
0: Wait, time <laughs> you called him or you no, texted no. him?
1: No, I texted him. Oh, okay. But I'm saying just... I don't oh, know on why. on the show you mean it on a would, Monday
0: morning. I got gotcha. you.
1: Yeah. I would, I, I, nor on a Friday having pizza and beers. Why I would think in my head how awkward when someone would ask a dumb question, the dead air before he would answer, where you knew in his head, he's like, what am I doing with my life?
0: Eddie, hey, at <laughs> what stage with in your relationship with your lovely wife is talking about Mark Melusis popular? <laughs> 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 um. I, I can't say that it ever Never, hasn't. right?
1: <laughs> if I was management, I would say to Moose, listen, I know you want to move up to a better day part, but you're so good dealing with the terrible callers. <laughs> we have to
0: keep you on the overnights. <laughs> I mean, listen, I remember back in the day, I do remember when I was working with Joe, uh, and he was still on overnights. And at that point, he was doing it for quite a while. I'll never forget him in the newsroom where he was conflicted. Do I try and ride this out and become like, you know, an overnight legend, if you will, that right. my whole career was based between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. or 1 a.m. and 5.20 until I miss, or whatever time it was. I forget why it was 5.20 or 5.30, whatever. Um, or do I at some point want to see, like, the daylight? And he was actually for a while conflicted about that because there was something very neat to him about almost like being on one team for your entire career. Yes. About being in one spot and known as the overnight show host for 30 years.
1: Like Art I could Bell. I
0: yeah. Al, 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 Al. <laughs> okay. Jerry's giving me a blank stare. I don't know who Art Bell is. I'm sorry. Should I?
1: He's the UFO conspiracy guy who's on overnights, or it was on overnights oh. overnight for yes. many years. Like Art he Bell passed away. Yeah,
0: I believe so. Yes, I thought it was George Norrie. I thought that. That was is, he, took, he took, over. took over. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. But Art Bell did those Art hours his whole career. Y- yeah. Well. At least for the for much that's of that's what he's known
1: as because no one wants to take Bigfoot, Loch Ness monster, and UFO calls in the middle of the day. That's a <laughs> middle of the night type of vibe. It does sound
0: fun. Like I've actually thought about like I did the overnights w- as an anchor with Joe and with Moose and with Carlin and with Evan. I think I had that grouping of of talk show hosts after Joe, if I remember correctly. Um, and I, there was a part of me that was like, it must be kind of neat. To you've got your own show, middle of the night, and for the most part, Mark's going to leave you alone as long as we're just pushing the needle, doing the right thing, and you're watching games, and you've got all day to do what you've got to do. Like, I, there's a part of me that seems as, that's kind of cool. Yes. So I can no. see why. You know, no, no, no. Listen, to each his no. own. Well. It's not for everybody, but it yeah, it's not for everybody. No. So I thought it was neat. Joe was conflicted and ultimately made the move. Right. Was that after he discovered golf? Um, that's a good uh, no. Joe discovered golf. I took him golfing on July. It's amazing. I remember the date, July third, two thousand. And he's played ever since. See, the overnight would be good for golf because you get off of work. It was go home, have a little breakfast, get yeah. Some golf balls. You know how many times balls. we used to play? We would go right from work and we'd go play. I, I mean, I there was a time before Matthew was born. When I belonged to a local club down uh, by my house and I would go right from there. I get done at 540 and we had the 710 tea time every single morning in the summer. And I played it's actually, you know, it's amazing about this, Al, even even with the insanity stuff, the thinnest I have ever been as an adult after, you know, high school was the uh, like around 2001, two and three when I was playing golf six days a week and walking. I was not riding, I walked the course. I was playing four to six times a week. It's the thinnest and the best shape I've ever been in. It was like mind, it was a mindless exercise. Right. And here's the other thing that I picked up on that. And it's, this goes to what you always talk about, about not eating a few hours before you go to sleep. My last meal would be, and it wasn't good, but I I would get a Dunkin' Donuts bagel with butter At 6.30 in the morning on my way to the golf club. It was right down the block from the golf club. Then I would walk the course, go home, take a shower, lay down. So I hadn't eaten anything from 6.30 until probably when I would sit down with my wife to have dinner at 6.30 at night. But I was four or five hours of playing golf, eating nothing. It's the thinnest I've ever been as an adult. Now, to walk a golf course, an average golf course, is it two miles? That's six miles. Really? Yeah. Wow, I, th- cool. I, th- I think it's, I'll check that. I think that's it's five to six hours, miles. three hours, four hours? Yeah, probably four hours, absolutely. Plus you're sweating out there. And you're sweating. In the summer, absolutely. So I would love to do that and again. I can't, but I would love to do that again. And you weren't pounding beers as you were gone. No, no, no. This the... was, you were drinking water, and you were playing, I mean, we were playing, I was playing with older gentlemen who would literally hate you if they lost a 50-cent hole. But it was competitive, even for 50 cents. Um, and so it was, there was none of that nonsense. It was, let's go next hole. We got to win. So it was actually a good time. we got to take a quick break. A couple quick things, Jerry, yeah.
1: just before the break, Maria Accardi wants to know if Karen Stewart sees a disabled motorist <laughs> on the side of the road. Uh, Joey casket says I've already passed eight people with flat tires on the LIE. Guys
0: learn to change a flat. I did not see a bald guy or, or a pregnant woman. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I swear to God. All right, 537. We got Sal somewhere, somehow, with a flat tire. I don't know. So right now, it's me and Al. Until we get back to Sal, right here on The Fam. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day The big tournament or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. All right, 20 in front of six, we have found Sal, so that's a good thing. Um, he'll be here somewhere a little after six o'clock. Uh, that having been said, <laughs> I think he left the car on the side of the road with the hazards on. <laughs> Can't make it up. So that having been said, um he's okay. <laughs> this uh, is really did the, funny. Did, did his pregnant wife show up to help out? Yes, and they swap cars and she's with the with the flat tire car. That can't Um, be true. Sort of, but not really. I'll let let Sal tell the story when he comes in, (laughs) but his mom's involved as well. So it's not just just his his wife. He's getting strong women involved. I like it. Or he could learn how to change a flat. So his eight-month pregnant wife and his 60-year-old mom are changing a tire. (laughs) I I have no comment. Uh, I'll let Sal tell you when he comes in.
1: Uh,
0: This is not the way I would have gone, but hey, listen. Right on. I probably would have gone
1: this route as well. I would have called Gina and my mother.
0: <laughs> I do like the idea though that it's very important to him to get in. <laughs> yes. So he said, "Car be damned, I'm getting there." Right. I said to him, "Did you at least put like a flag cuz I think if you put like a white or a yellow flag yeah. or something in the window that shows that the car has not been abandoned but there's something there's something wrong with it." He's like, no, I just left. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah, who knows if they'll just scoop that right off the side of the road. Uh, maybe. I don't know. What is he, it, an Uber? I Did don't he, know. He just said he's on the way in. We'll be here somewhere around 6, depending upon parking. So we'll see him at 7. <laughs> oh, so he has a car. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point, yes. He pro- You know what? I would guarantee you his mom and his wife probably showed up in two cars. Yep. And he took one, and they have the other. Hundred percent. I would like to think. I can't believe he left them on the side of the road with no. a disabled car. No chance. I never know. Well, move, there's uh, a chance. Shut up, Eddie. Got it.
1: <laughs> a couple times a year, we used to go to Shea Stadium. Uh, me and my dad, and I remember just seeing cars on the side of the road, just completely yeah. picked apart. Yeah. Like it would just be like the shell of a car. Because people just stole it for parts.
0: Ah, the good old days, right, Al? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what I picture.
0: That's what I picture Sal going back to after oh my God. the show, just a shell of his car. He said, "He actually, like, I'm going to call the insurance company." I'm like, who are you calling the insurance company for at <laughs> five thirty in the morning? They're like, "Sir, what happened?"
1: Right, you call the, in- <laughs> call the insurance company, <laughs> uh, sir. Was this a uh, complete uh, uh, damage to, to the car? Well, it was a flat tire. <laughs> They drop him from the Sir. policy. Loser. So is the car totaled? Uh, it could be. I have
0: one flat tire. And I left. <laughs> and i ab- abandoned it on the side of the road. Oh, man. So, yeah, we'll hear from him. He should be here soon.
1: Jerry, let's get a little bit into this. Uh, more information I think we got uh, from the Mickey Calloway situation.
0: How about uh, the letter from his, not the letter, but the post from his son?
1: Yeah, So so... Terry Francona's son.
0: Oh, right. Not Mickey Calloway's son. Yeah. Francona's so son, right? so
1: Terry Francona. This is why I don't have children, Jerry. Terry Francona's <laughs> son, Nick. They have no relationship, Al.
0: A- accused Francona of covering for Mickey Calloway. And let's set the record straight. You have no children because you never found a woman that wanted to have kids with you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that for sure, Jerry. <laughs> You're 51. You've never been married. <laughs> So far, <laughs> well, that's true. You never know. There is time for you. you. No, know, Jerry, I'm going to live to be a uh, hundred. You say? so yes. I've
1: still got another fifty years of marriage. Yes, I could still, you do. I could still get married and celebrate fifty years of marriage.
0: Yes, you could. Absolutely, you could. Think and you could that. still have a child and see that child through yes. into his or her fifties. But, but you're not going to do either <laughs> no. of those things. Right. Well, you don't know. We don't know. Well, we don't let's know. G- let's get back on
1: uh, Terry Francona's son, and <laughs> this get is more fun though. <laughs> So his son, Nick, I guess, uh, so Nick worked in the Mets organization. Did you know that?
0: I didn't until yesterday. I actually yeah. had no idea.
1: Uh, me neither until until yesterday as well. Um, and is wondering why Terry Francona and some of the other people who work for the Indians didn't tell the Mets about Mickey Calloway. Right. Then we got word that uh, one of, uh, a husband of a woman who was having relations with Mr. Calloway uh, called the Indians, called Major League Baseball to say that uh, Mickey Calloway was sending his wife, quote,
0: pornographic material. Have we ever gotten to, and we discussed this yesterday, and to be honest with you, I should have done research on it. And I, I, I forgot. Have we found out if they had a relationship and that marriage ended or was it something where he was harassing the woman? Because uh, that, that was a big question out, yeah. we had yesterday.
1: Yeah. Uh, they did say that his, Mickey Calloway's nickname was blank pick Mick.
0: What's the first word, Al? <laughs> well, it oh, rhymes God. with pick Mick. This guy really sounds like he was a creep.
1: Yeah, and he was I a mean, Mr. Nice Guy, right th- And right,
0: let's go back to that initial press Publicly? conference. Where we're like, this guy's going to be too nice to be a manager. Yes. He's a country bumpkin. We're going to love everybody. blah, <laughs> All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you find out this. Yeah. Like, what a weirdo. Total weirdo, Jerry. Man. Yeah, this is a bad one. Now, the Indians have, I believe, they have denied knowing, you know, right. re- refuting Francona's son's claims. I don't know what we're going to find out, what we're not going to find out, but this story yesterday and the stuff that's come out is pretty damning.
1: I wonder why Terry Francona and his son Nick uh, don't have a relationship. I wonder. why don't know. there.
0: I I don't know. That guy
1: sounds like he'd be a good guest. This Nick uh, Nick Francona Francona just to say bad stuff.
0: You know what the shame of it is, it's like ter- I look at Terry Francona in my time as watching baseball as an adult as one of like the great figures of the game. A I don't legend.
1: Wanna- A legend manager.
0: Yeah. like If it does come out that he knew about this stuff, I don't know. It just puts a big stain on what I thought he was. Yes. So time will tell. We'll find out. Right now, though, it does not look good.
1: Here's something that looks interesting for Sunday evening. ESPN is going to air a three-hour documentary on goats. I
0: know. I'm so tired of this whole word goat the greatest of all time. Yeah, when did this cuz we didn't use this word when we were kids. When I, I this agree. is recent, wasn't it? And in
1: fact, 1010 wins up until recently, maybe they're still doing it. They would do they would pick a goat of the week meaning someone who was was a clown. Did something stupid. Yeah. Right. So, I don't know when this started.
0: It's pretty He's recent, I believe.
1: Was it in the Michael Jordan era or
0: even past I do that? not remember Michael Jordan being referenced as a goat. <laughs> Right, because there would have been T-shirts with goats on. it. Yes, this is this is relative. I feel like this started with Brady, actually. Yeah, and Belichick. I could be wrong, but I don't remember hearing I'm of it prior.
1: Research that. When did goats stop? I'm not going to do research right now, Jerry. We're on the air, but I am going to research that. And see when that whole, st- maybe we'll get that in this documentary, but they talk to a bunch of uh, goats. greatest players, a bunch of goats. Well, but you
0: can only have four for the major sports. And now well,
1: remember, we used to do this. Uh-oh, it's
0: goat horns.
1: <laughs> right. Where you if you got the goat horns? <laughs> what hacky thing was
0: that? I don't that remember was that. Craig's
1: bo- uh, what was the first part? Gas face. Gas face horn. goat horns. <laughs> oh, now I remember it. Okay, that's where he would ask, "Who are you giving the gas face to?" <laughs> and you pick someone from the weekend that did a terrible job.
0: But uh, if you're like
1: gas the- face, goat horns. Horn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are some of the funny shows. Filling shows. Great. She was awesome. Uh, her and Craig were. Where is a great she now? Still in California?
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with her, Jerry. Okay. But I yeah, she was great on the radio. I she thought was. she would have been a great radio host. Yep.
0: Agreed. Agreed. But no, so if you have a greatest of all time, isn't that what you are? You're the greatest of all time.
1: Well, they talk to a bunch of greatest of all times then, because I know they've talked to Joe Montana. They talk to a bunch of players in every sport who are deemed to be Goats. That's Although not the definition
0: right. of the goat, though. The right. greatest of all time is one person.
1: One, You're right. There should have just been... Uh, it should have
0: been Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. What sport am I forgetting? In baseball. Baseball. For me, Ken Griffey Jr., but hmm. I didn't see Babe Ruth play or Willie Mays no, or any of those guys or Mickey Mantle. But I did see Ken Griffey Jr. play. Best I've ever seen. See, he'd that, be I my goat.
1: Even, he'd be your goat? Okay.
0: Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't even think twice about it. And it's unfortunate too. It's weird. I actually feel like I've seen Ken Griffey Jr. play more than I've seen Mike Trout play. Right. We don't ever see Mike Trout play. Right. And think about all the access we have to games now, but they play so late. And aside from when they play the Yankees, I'm not watching Angels baseball ever. Griffey, I don't know why I feel like I watched him play more. Maybe I didn't. I just feel like I did, but maybe you saw more highlights. Maybe. That's yeah, certainly possible. The goats. All right, one final I'll tune break. Into that. And then um Well, we'll get you to the top of the hour somehow, some way, and a couple more things to do. Right now, though, a Radio.com Sports Minute. It's Amy Lawrence taking a look at the plan in Chicago. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFA All right, a couple minutes till we get to the top of the hour. Knicks did lose to the Spurs last night, 119-93. Nets in Houston tonight. What else you got, Al?
1: Got a lot of theories on Twitter about, about- the GOAT. About the goat, one of them saying that Muhammad Ali's wife uh, used that, that uh, term in nineteen ninety two. Others saying LL Cool J called himself the goat and had a song in the year two thousand. And our own Bobby Dwyer I was says, read that. "Good for you! Oh, you got this as well." All right, I did. It all started with a guy named Earl Manigault, nicknamed the Goat, legendary New York City street baller.
0: So there you go. The GOAT's been around since somewhere between 1980 and 19 and now. But you're right. We haven't really heard the GOAT. I haven't. Used. I really haven't until recently. Oh, and then somebody wrote about
1: uh, wrote to you about um, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Says, uh, this is Anthony Rossino, says, Jerry, you remember Griffey more because when he played that disaster, ESPN actually showed sports highlights that were worth watching.
0: Well, that, oh, I boy. mean, that's part of it. I oh, think, too, boy. I was such a big um, baseball card collector yeah. back in the day. And I feel like I followed him more because I collected pages and pages of Griffey cards. Oh, right. That was going to be your retirement. Yes. Not the case. But I do have pages (laughs) and pages of Ken Griffey Jr. cards.
1: What, 89 when he burst on the scene?
0: Probably. And he played with his dad for one year, I believe. That was cool. That was neat when he was in in Seattle. And then he finishes in Cincinnati, which really didn't end the way he would have liked, I'm sure. And then, uh, But whatever.
1: When I think of Ken Griffey Sr., I think of that catch he made over the wall
0: in Yankee Stadium. Okay. That was cool. That was cool. I don't remember that catch right top of mind, but okay. Really? I don't, know. That doesn't come to mind immediately hmm. like it does for you. Maybe I dreamed it. Maybe he never even made Every a catch. Every <laughs> start <laughs> no, morning with Al
1: and Jerry in the warm-up show at 5 a.m.